All right, yo, what's up, family? It's your boy D Stark. Sorry, sorry, artist. And you're tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We here. We here, indeed, we are. Hey, do us a favor if you're tuned in on the Apple and the Spotify app, make sure I leave a rating and review for us. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, leave a like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can be, you know, updated when we post and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of y'all were asking us, like, really, the past few months, how y'all can sew into the podcast and invest in what we're doing. We just recently were able to set up like a donate or some sort of like, I guess, support button. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are going to be in our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube bios and descriptions. So if you are feeling led to go in that direction and invest in the podcast, you are able to do that now. Um, I don't know if we're going to put it in the podcast description yet, but on all our socials and every other platform, you're able yeah. to do that um, with our little like uh, link bio that has everything in there. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also, we just got back from Nashville this weekend. Yeah, it's an amazing trip. Great weekend. Yeah. Amazing weekend. We were there about, like, really four days, to be honest. Yeah. We are able to, like, connect and meet a lot of amazing people and do some collaborations and things of that nature. But with that being said, we were just so caught up in conversation and just getting poured into being encouraged, being yeah. sharpened, uh, that we weren't able to post last week on Thursday. It took us a few days. And yeah. we actually went to this camp. And we were in the middle of nowhere and have no Wi-Fi, no, <laughs> no service, yep. uh, which made it difficult, but no type of connection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we say all that to say the video for the last episode, if it is in love, is going to be up on YouTube tomorrow, along with the video for this episode as well. Yeah. It's going to be on YouTube. And then after this week, we'll be back on our regular scheduled program that, you know, obviously every Thursday mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be back on track. We're just getting caught up like on editing and stuff like this past week has just gone by so quick. Yes. Things happen so fast. So we appreciate y'all. Thank you for being patient with us. Um, yeah, after this week, we'll be back on episodes every Thursday. And also um, both of the YouTube videos for EP 26 and 27 will be on YouTube tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, with all that being said, let's get straight into it. I'm excited for this episode because this reminds me a lot about Help I'm Horny. Mm-hmm. When we talked about um, sexual immorality, fornication, and pornography. Yeah. Um, it's because it's one of those taboo topics that's not ever like really talked about in the church and just kind of like slept under the rug for yeah. whatever reason. And the irony of it all is the fact that it's the things that we talk about the least... Are the things are the same things the majority of people deal with the most? Mm, that's a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so in this episode, we're going to be talking about mental health therapy and what role that plays in the life of a believer, mm-hmm. and really um, in a Christian context, what that all means. Because it's definitely not something that's addressed or really yeah. highlighted enough. Mm-hmm. And just disclaimer up front: mental health. I mean, there's so many stipulations and there's so many different experience, experiences people have had and how it expresses itself. I mean, you have like personality, psychotic, eating disorders, along with PTSD, among others. And so we're going to be talking about this more generally from yeah. a macro level as much as possible, um, and then also more specifically, really on therapy and what that means for the believer and mm-hmm. like the connotations around that. Yeah, I guess I'll start off like this because there's like a dilemma. Particularly okay. in the Christian community, because it's like if you go to therapy or counseling mm-hmm. or seek any type of help, it's almost like a sign of unbelief. Mm-hmm. And you making this declaration that Jesus isn't enough. Right. It's like, you know, if you go to therapy, you're undermining his authority mm-hmm. or like his sovereignty as God. Yeah. But on the other side of that, you have people who like will avoid it completely, who won't even claim it like yeah. that. They're depressed or going through anxiety or whatever. Um in hopes to not look like a second-class Christian. Right. And 
the, all in the name of, oh, well, Jesus got me. Mm. Or I have Jesus, so I don't need therapy. Yeah. And now, of course, what we're not saying is that Jesus isn't enough. Because he is. Because he is. And we understand Always. that Jesus and God himself is our all in all and the only person that can bring us complete um, healing, restoration, and contentment on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. Yeah. We completely understand that. But that doesn't mean that God hasn't still given us gifts to help us love him better. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think we have to keep that in mind. He's still giving us gifts that come in the form of therapy or counseling and talking through different things that are going to allow us to serve him better and love him well. Yeah. And so it's almost like we've made the two like mutually exclusive almost mm -hmm. like they can't work in tandem with one another. Right. right? Cause a lot of people think that therapy is somewhat like a replacement for God, um, which is, doesn't necessarily the case isn't necessarily the case you know no, what i mean and so that's not. why you need and that's why the title of this is called jesus and therapy because yeah. they can work together or in tandem with one another in some sense you know? exactly i think with a lot of things in life it's, it's really just a balance yeah you know i think it needs to be something that's substituting god but not complimenting him mm. you know uh the scripture that comes to mind is first corinthians three nineteen. it says the wisdom of the world is foolishness in god's sight and when you look at more into the context of this conversation he's simply just saying that the knowledge of the word apart from the spirit of god is absolutely nothing but when the two come together that's that's when it means something you know so that's why we need to find the balance of therapy but also using that as a, as a tool you know what i mean like i said not substituting god but complimenting him because aside aside from god's knowledge it, the knowledge of the world is literally nothing so you have to be using it but also having the spirit to guide you with it as well 100 percent and I was watching something or listening to it, and it was like basically the theme of it was good therapy doesn't replace God, but should actually push you closer to him. Mm, that's fire. And then you have to understand, too, that Jer therapy's job isn't to heal you because only God can do that. Mm, that's good. Uh, only, only he can do that. But what it can do, it can assist you yeah. in identifying or really assessing areas in your life that do need healing. Mm. You know, exactly. and in the Christian community, the stigma around mental health is really insane. And it's because I think I was listening to Jackie Hill Perry and she was doing a podcast the with goat. this, uh, the goat <laughs> with uh, her husband, Preston. And she had said something along the lines of like, when we take a Tylenol, Jesus, you know, isn't enough then. They don't want to hear that. When we take that Advil, Jesus mm -hmm. isn't enough in that situation. But when it comes to mental health and talking about therapy, the energy switches up, mm, which is crazy. All of us, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you had to go talk with them. Mm. Oh, you going over every week to sit on the couch and do? Mm. Mm. That's interesting. That's weird. But we'll pop that Tylenol like it's nothing. We'll go to the doctor's checkup real quick. It's it's crazy, bro. It is. Um. And so, yeah, like that's really the conversation that we want to have today because you have to understand that it's something that doesn't have to, you don't have to be like ashamed of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, it's just something that doesn't have to undermine God's authority or his sovereignty in your life, but can ultimately compliment him and allow you to like get to a point to where you're loving better in exactly. general. And exactly. at a point where your soul, your mind, your will and emotions are in check. So you're able to serve him like fearlessly. Exactly. So um, what I was going to ask you is the fact that like, what what were your thoughts on therapy or like at least i don't know your thoughts on like therapy mental health in general particularly when you came a christian right or mm -hmm. you know even before then really yeah i think for me my mindset on it was just out of ignorance 
because mm-hmm. I had never personally really dealt with anything like that on a on a like a higher level really you mm-hmm. know and like i said it's something that's never really been taught it's that taboo topic this is why we need to define it right so i kind of just made my own definition i kind of looked at it like you were saying earlier as, as a sign of like a lack of faith right you know and i had certain people that i was talking to that were dealing with mental health i know they was probably annoyed with me because i was that person that was like oh you're dealing with that well why aren't you in your word enough why aren't you praying enough which these things mm. are th- these are all things that you should be doing but at the end of the day like it's it's a it's a process right. still. You know, I would always bring up the scripture Philippians four seven. The peace of God will guard your heart and mind. You know, like you're dealing with depression. The peace of God will guard your heart and mind. But the thought never occurred to me. What happens if it's already been attacked? Yes, God will guard your heart and mind. But what what happens if it was already affected before He ever got the chance to guard it? You know, mm, which which God good. still will provide healing there. But the healing cannot take place if there's no acknowledgement of the issue in the first place. Right. So I was that person that was kind of just like pushing it aside, and people like anxiety, depression. That's not an issue. Like you know what I mean. But you mm. have to acknowledge it for healing to come to it. You know. So that that was kind of like the mindset I had had on mental health and everything at first what about you no 100 i want to hit on what the last thing you just said it's like you have to acknowledge it and that kind of just goes back to what i just mentioned earlier with like it helps you identify different things mm-hmm. you know what i mean like of course the holy spirit can reveal these things to you but there's some things you need to talk through there's some things you need exactly. to pray about but there's also some things you need to sit on the couch <laughs> and walk through with someone exactly. like seriously you know what i mean and so when you think about different things like in your life of course like dang um how's my intimacy with men been affected by like the relationships i had in the past mm-hmm. and having someone walk you through that and then from this acknowledgement of like okay this is why i react this way mm, yeah or dang this is why i have an issue with authority yeah or or snap this is why my issues with a church or church hurt from the experience I've had with people have made me react this way. Mm-hmm. So once I've identified that and talked that through with someone, I can then submit that to God. Exactly. I think a lot of people are dealing with the effects, but not the causes of their problems. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they're they're cutting away at the branches, expecting the the tree to disappear. If you want the tree to disappear, you have to get to the root of it. And I think that's something therapy helps with. You know, when 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 you hashing it out and talking about your issues, you can get to the root of it. You know, right. what I mean? instead of cutting away at these these things that aren't really going to deal with the issue for real. So yeah, that's, that's a good facts. Point. That's good. But um, what I my thoughts initially on mental health uh, and therapy in general, I was the same way. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought like if I don't know, I used to think that those who dealt with mental health. Uh, in general, we're like really lackluster Christians. Uh, <laughs> and those who didn't have like a lot of mental fortitude. Mm. And I would always like, as if it was as easy of like, oh, just stop worrying so much. Mm. Yeah. Or why can't you just be happy? Yeah. Like you said, it was really out of ignorance because it was something I had never dealt with before. So yeah. I felt like, why, why are you not motivated? No, yeah. So I always used to just like kind of like throw it off and make it something that I was just really insensitive mm. toward this particular issue yeah. in general. Um, especially when it comes coming from a male's perspective, because it's always something that you just toughed out. Yeah. Right. You, you, you just, you just toughed it out and you didn't really acknowledge it. You just kind of like swept it up mm-hmm. under the rug and just let and left it and left it there. But it's like, no, bro, like you've been in your room locked up and haven't ate anything and have been sleep and not motivated for like two weeks mm-hmm. like you're you're depressed yeah you know what i mean i literally seen you have like you know five panic five panic attacks within three days like about some things nah fam like that's that's anxiety right yep. there you know what i mean yep. and so 
it's something that you just kind of like stuck out and didn't really acknowledge or address. And it's super countercultural to be vulnerable about your emotions, it particularly is. from a man's perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. And just side note to all my men out here. Um, something I believe when you step into the kingdom, the strongest thing a man can do is be weak before God. Talk to him. Mm, talk to him. The strongest thing a man can do is be weak before God. So one, when we're talking about mental health, so like if we're talking about if you're dealt with depression, anxiety, or anything of that nature, it's nothing to be shamed about. One, and two, it's something that needs to be vocalized and brought to the light, right? Because God can't touch what you don't give Him access to. Simple. So as men, we're living in the state of denial um, of like, oh, no, nah, bro, like I'm straight. Mm. I'm good. No, it's just, it's, it's just a phase. Like it's, this ain't really nothing. And if we keep in this process and in this state, nothing's ever actually going to change, mm. especially with like really mental health disproportionately affecting men. When you think about depression, anxiety and suicide rates, it's something that we definitely need to make sure that we're bringing to the light and talking about and making sure that it's a safe space like yo like in the life of a believer particularly and specifically to men this is something that happens Mm -hmm. that you're going to face a trial and tribulation that you're going to go through but it's nothing one that you can't overcome it's something and two it's not nothing that it's not anything that you have to like just live in the dark with Mm -hmm. and not bring to the light yeah because i think sometimes it's almost you admitting that you are dealing with like mental health is more of a like a, it's a feminine thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's like a, I don't know. It's it's more seen like it's more seen like oh like only women deal with that. And if you are a man, it's almost ooh a bruise to your masculinity. Yeah, that's what it or is. your or your manhood of some sort, which just like it just isn't the case at all. Exactly. No, but with all that being said, like I. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I really felt like those who dealt with this were lackluster, lackluster Christians yeah. and second class Christians um, because I felt like, yo, like if you are in Christ, like there's something you shouldn't be dealing with or like you should have, uh, you should pray more or the yeah. spirit's going to like come over you or mm-hmm. whatever it looked like, like I said, out of ignorance. And I f- I'd felt all that until I went through it myself. That's that's the one. That's the bar. And until the very thing I judge became the same thing I was going through. Mm-hmm. Then was my mind changed, my perspective shifted on this issue. Um, and a lot of it came, like I said, out of ignorance and pride. So like for me personally, it happened crazy enough, it was really this time last year. Yeah. Um I'm naturally I'm naturally like I mentioned I mentioned this a lot, like a type A personality. So like, you know, six AM wake up, workout, super regimented to a schedule. And so there was a time in my life or a period where like one, I was extremely unmotivated and I was eating irregularly, like barely eating. Mm-hmm. I was locked in my dorm room. Like I never went out or did anything. Right. I was completely like just skipping class. Like mm-hmm. D- days at a time just not going and didn't really d- didn't care at all and so for me personally it was just like in in my ignorance i didn't have language for what i was going through mm. so i didn't know what it was and i was just like oh well like this is just a phase because like this typically doesn't happen to me so i'm like oh well like th- this will pass like yeah. i'll be fine like this is just me kind of feeling too overwhelmed too stressed out i need to br- some time to decide you know chill out like release some stress or whatever yeah um but then in my pride i was like oh snap like no like this isn't no i'm not depressed mm. right like no nah, this 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 is not what that is you know, what do you mean? Like, yeah like i'm mm. good like I've, I've never dealt with this before like i've i haven't done anything like why would i how would i find myself here mm. right 
Um, and then, of course, like, as time went on, um, I realized, like, you know, once I was out of it, like, yo, like, no, like, that was a depressive episode, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the season that I was in. But now that I've had that, ex now that I've had that experience, it's my perspective has changed on that. And that you're most like, and it made me realize that no one is exempt to this. That's good. It doesn't matter how disciplined you are. If you do everything right, everything if you pray right. every day, if you have the strongest faith, that this attack, right, on your, on your mental health mm -hmm. in different forms can still be something that you have to face an adversity that comes into your life. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Even when we're talking about how our um, initial thought process on, like, mental health is that it's like, you know, you're like a second-class Christian if you deal with that. I think that that kind of stemmed from the misconception that a life with Christ comes void of problems, mm. you know, because I was kind of in the, mon the honeymoon phase at the yeah. time, you know, like everything was flowers and rainbows, not realizing, like, in, in the Word it says, uh, rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. You know, the mm -hmm. rain's going to come. Even God never said that weapons wouldn't be formed. He just said they wouldn't be, they wouldn't prosper. So these weapons will be formed against you. You know, these, these, these thoughts of anxiety and depression, they'll be, they'll be formed. They won't prosper, but they'll be formed. And that's, I think that's something that I didn't realize at the time. Like I said, it was out of ignorance. We were in the honeymoon phase, but when I got hit with it, I was like, dang, I was like, am I a second class Christian? You know, but just realize like that wasn't the case. You know, we're, we're not exempt, like you said. That's a really good point. But I even, um, I also think another reason why this topic needs to be talked about a lot is because I think our silence on the topic of mental health is hindering a lot of people's walks with God. I mm -hmm. think when we're talking about mental health, that's simply our soul because we understand we're three-part beings and our soul is simply our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? So I think it's important that we don't get confused by language. So, you know, when the Bible says things like, um, he who wins souls is wise, or we need to work out our soul salvation. All of these things fall under the umbrella of our mental health, you know, because that's simply our souls. Matthew twenty two thirty seven it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Well, the issue I see with that is I, I can't love the Lord with all my mind when it's being plagued with so many problems. Mm -hmm. so, so much undealt with trauma. I cannot love the Lord with all my mind when so many things are occupying it. So, you know, God will not override a messy mind. So I think that's why we need to be more intentional about this topic of mental health, you know, because it's we need to declutter our minds and make make room. That's a good point. And then I kind of wanted to hit on what you mentioned earlier with like sometimes I guess people believe that when you come to Christ, you know, that means you're void. Your life is now void of problems right. or tri tribulation, things of that nature. And we've mentioned this before. I can't remember what EP it was, but it's the fact that I think it's something that we have to realize um, is that when you got saved and you gave your life to Christ, your spirit was saved, but your mind was not. Right. So whenever you went to the altar, whenever you're in your bedroom with your friends, your family, whatever setting you were in and you mm -hmm. said, God, you know, I give you my life. Your spirit was then sealed with him for eternity. But in that moment, nothing happened to your mind at all. Nothing happened to your mind. Mm. So then the question becomes, if my spirit is saved, which gives me access to eternal life with God, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life here on earth? Exactly. That's the dilemma or problem that we now run into. And the answer to that is that we're supposed to work out our soul salvation. Mm -hmm. Work out our soul salvation. Doesn't say spirit here. Mm-mm doesn't say flesh. Nope. It's talking about your 
soul, mm-hmm. right? So it's a saving. You ultimately have to now go through the process while you're walking here on earth. Since my spirit is now God's sealed for eternity, I now have to make sure I submit my mind and save it to walk in accordance to my spirit. That's a good word. So when you think about, like we've mentioned earlier, when you think about your soul, what does that consist of? It talks about your mind, your will, and your emotions, you know? And so I think that when I was thinking about this, I was like, dang, I think, I think we missed it. Mm-hmm. When Jesus says, like, not my will, but yours be done, he's talking, that's an issue of the mind. Mm. He, he, he's saying, you know what, God, take this. That's good. Take, 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 take my mind. And yeah. now let me have yours, right? We we missed it. Like he said, when he's talking about man shall not live on bread alone, but everywhere spoken from the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4. Yeah. He's saying my life is now dependent upon what I'm allowing to be spoken into my mind. Mm. Every word spoken from the mouth of God, well, that's his word, shaping my mind. And then Romans seven twenty five, it talks about how like it is with your mind that you serve the Lord. Yep. It's with your mind that you do that. So ultimately, the battleground isn't over your spirit. It's actually over your mind. Your mind. It's all about the mind. So it's ignorant to say that God doesn't care about your mental health when the health of your mind is going to be is going to predicate how well you serve him. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. It's ignorant to say that God isn't care doesn't care or is not concerned about your mental health Mm -hmm. when the health of your mind is going to predicate how well you serve him. If you serve him with your mind, Romans seven twenty five, then it's probably in God's best interest and on his heart to make sure your mind is at a capacity and clear and at peace to serve him in the fullest capacity. It just makes sense. It makes a lot. But of then sense. at the same time, it makes sense that this is the biggest thing plaguing our generation. Mm. The most depressed generation. Yeah. Right, suicide let's, rates let's rising, yeah. complete rise in anxiety now across the board, right? Because mm. ultimately, we understand that the enemy wants your mind, and so if I can, if I can attack your mind, then I can hold you from submitting your spirit. Mm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I reiterate all this to say that this is something that God is definitely concerned about. It's something that is on his heart and he wants his people to be free, right? And to have peace and make, and have that that's lasting. We talk about this and uh, help I'm horny. Like, you know what I mean? This isn't, I don't believe God wants you to be enchained or slaved to any type of mental illness, at all. any type of depression, any type of anxiety and or dependent upon anything else but him. That's a good point you made. I just don't believe it. That's a good point you made, because when you're even thinking about it, like, our minds are the only thing that God does not control. Mm-hmm. So if it's something so powerful, it would only make sense that it's it's the most plagued thing. You know what I mean? It's the most it's the most tagged thing. Right. So with that being said, if, if it's if it's that powerful, we have something that powerful living in us, we gotta guard it. Hundred percent. You know? We have to we have to look after it. We have to do our due diligence to work out that soul salvation. Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're talking about working out your soul salvation, I think a part of that can consist of therapy. Yeah. Right. And counseling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In terms of checking and aligning and getting your mind, your will and emotions in balance. So you're in a place of right. um, 
mental stability, mm-hmm. right? And so I think, like that's why I just keep reiterating the fact that this is something that's very important to God. And I think this is a part of this process when we talk about our salvation while we're here on earth and renewing our mind mm-hmm. and doing that through different avenues and the gifts that he's given us um, and not making it something that's like, oh, well, like, you know, like the, the, the word says by praying and petition and thanksgiving and, the, and, and things of that nature, which I'm not diminishing that. At all. The word of God is true and will not return void. Mm. But it doesn't mean that these things aren't necessary and or cannot be a part of the life of a believer. Mm. I just don't believe that at all either. Mm. Do you ever plan on uh, going to therapy? Um, or have you ever been? I don't know. Let me ask you that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I forgot to mention that. So whenever I was going through that, my freshman year of college i started going to therapy and you know it was it was a good it was a good experience like it ultimately guided me and led me in direction that put really did push me closer to him right ultimately like i said earlier ultimately it highlights areas that you need to submit Mm, exactly it it highlights areas Mm. that oh snap i didn't realize this was the root of this problem Mm. oh this trauma or that scenario oh this trigger God, it's yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's something that should be bringing you closer to him. Because all it is is just kind of like a God and barometer to yeah. talk you through things, talk you through things so you can give them to God. That's a good point. I think it's just like, how did I hear one time? You can't you can't fix something that you don't know is broken. So mm-hmm. it's like when you, when you get to the pieces of it, you're like, oh, okay, this oh this is what that was okay cool now i can act accordingly right you know so yeah i think i think that's a good point i think i need to go i haven't been yet or ever been really yeah i think at one point in my life i want to but i don't know no, stop. i don't know what's stop. yeah i don't know what's stopping me i might as well just go ahead and do it right now huh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you mean by that what do you why you why you, you say know that, that one like song that? it's like that one tiktok sound what is it uh i don't know it's like i don't it has nothing before it's like yeah. yeah you know what i mean <laughs> it's like a song it's like <sighs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what i'm talking about that's the one <laughs> it's about time it's about time would i go to ther- www.therapy.com uh, all right, let's chill out. Let's get back to the uh, regular schedule program. <laughs> and kind of just um, piggybacking off of a, a lot of what we've already said. I I don't know about y'all, but I'm a firm believer in the fact that God can use anything and anyone to get his will done across in, in this earth. You know, just how he used, just how you saw, just, just how he used John the Baptist. Um, God can use anyone, but... If you don't listen to anyone, then you're placing that, you know, a, a barrier in that communication. And obviously we understand that it's a barrier God can tear down, you know, with just the words of his mouth. But nonetheless, you're still making it a lot more difficult than it needs to be, you know. So simply let God work, you know, let God work. Off with. <clears throat> no, it's good. Let God work. Let God work. And what I'll say what I would say, kind of just ending, is, I mean, this sounds simple, but, like, God cares. Mm-hmm. I think there's always this barrier, particularly with Christians, on any level you're at, of, one, understanding that God loves you. And then when we, once we step past that and we can somewhat grasp it, 
to our own understanding, our own acknowledgement of it. I think the next biggest barrier is understanding that God also cares. Mm. That he's actually concerned about like your well-being and everything that's happening in your life. I mean, the Bible says that He he's numbered the very hairs on your head, that he has understood everything that you would be, become, and do before the foundations of the world, like your day to day, every step that you take, you know, he, he wants to be a part of, mm-hmm. he wants to be an integral role in your life. Um, so yeah, when it comes to when we're talking about, you know, like therapy and dealing with your mental health and really just more specifically, just seeking help out for it. This is something that God isn't looking down on like in shame. Like, mm, nah, that's not it. Right. Oh, you didn't trust me? Oh, I wasn't enough. I don't I don't believe that's something that he's looking down and saying that inherently on those who go and seek this help, which I believe everyone, you know, it, to some extent should be. Right. That's that's not what this is. So I wanted to make that very clear that one God's care one God cares. This is nothing that you need to like hide be ashamed of or sweep them in the rug or feel less of a Christian or less trust or dependence on God because of this. You know, as long as it's not something like we talked about, it's not substituting him Mm -hmm. and the compliment to what you're doing to help you love him better. There's nothing wrong with it. And then I guess lastly is like, you know, just being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Real talk, like being, being vulnerable about this like i said it's something that's that's really plaguing our generation and something that a lot of people deal with there's not a lot of people in my life currently um that i've encountered acquaintances peers in my age group that i don't know that have dealt with it to some extent Mm -hmm. and so with that being the case i feel like this is something that should be at the forefront of conversations protect particularly in the church yeah and so being able to be vulnerable be open transparent about these things i believe is always that first step understanding that God, you know, can't touch what you don't give him access to. And this is something you're bringing to prayer, right? And not feeling like, uh, like, I don't know if I can, can I really submit this? Mm. Can he really heal me from this? Right. Can he really move me from the state of depression? Mm. It's just sometimes it's going to have to stick out, you know, and I think often, like we talked about, it is a process, but it is something that God can bring you from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeking therapy and help for all of this is nothing um, that you should shy away from or turn your back on uh, because of anybody in the Christian community feeling like f- making you feel like a second class Christian and or um, any shame you may feel coming from God because that's just not the case at all. Exactly. So, yeah. Great. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything else? I think that was that's pretty good one. No, yeah, I, we're going we're gonna to do a part two more specific, more. I think we talk more like just therapy wise and like seeking help. So we're probably, it's probably going to be more like a part two. So I think that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you think you're good? That's I it? Think that's, I think that's good. All right, bet. So look, stay you, stay real, and stay, stay humble. humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. Much love.